Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jordan with the Laundromat Resource Podcast. This is show 105, and I'm pumped you're here today because today I got a good buddy on the show, Brian Lubin, who's the host of the Action Academy podcast, who is just killing it. His podcast is incredible. He's had a bunch of big name guests, a lot of whom you've never heard of and a lot of whom you have heard of. Um, and even I managed to sneak in there in the first handful of episodes uh, before it became a big deal. So I like to think I'm a big deal because I'm on that podcast. Uh, so thank you, Brian, for letting me on. Uh, but anyways, Brian uh, is kind of the master of leaving your W-2 job. And that I know through a ton of consulting calls, through a ton of webinars that I've done, through a ton of email and social media and phone conversations I've had with so many of you guys that so many people, their goal when buying a laundromat is to leave your W-2 job. And so I brought Brian on because he's got some great perspective and some great information on how to do that. So if your goal is to leave your W-2 job, this is the episode for you. And you probably want to go check out Action Academy podcast. Also, just you know, don't replace this one with that one, but just supplement it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, seriously, killer podcast. I'll leave a link to it. Uh, down below in the description if you're on YouTube or on the show notes, which will be at laundromatresource.com slash show 105, um, where you can find that link to the podcast and every other link that we talk about uh, on the show today. And there's quite a few. So make sure you go check those out and click through those links um, so you can get more information about more stuff. Uh, awesome. Real quick before we jump into it with Brian, we got to do today's fast lane, which I'm pretty sure it's called. And a fast lane tip today is I'm super excited. This launched last week. Pro members already got uh, a heads up on this, uh, but you know, available for the pro community is the, I mean, this, I'm, I'm not saying this to kind of toot my own horn, but I'm saying this because it's just a fact, the most comprehensive assemblage of information on how to analyze and value a laundromat uh, course uh, is now available to the pro community there, laundromatresource.com slash join. If you want to check that out, or if you just want to go look at the course, laundromatresource.com slash laundromat dash courses. Um, again, links to all this stuff uh, in the show notes and down below on YouTube. If you want to go check that out. Um, there's a few lessons you can get for free. If you just want to go check it out and see, you know, what it's all about, uh, go to laundromatresource.com slash laundromat dash courses and check it out or click the link, you know, below or on the show notes or whatever. Uh, but seriously, uh, there's so, I put so much, so much good stuff in there. Um, and I know I'm not saying it again to toot my own arms. I just, I know that it's good because it comes from two years of doing a webinar every single week and collecting questions both before the webinar and during the webinar and making sure I'm answering those in the course. And, uh, I mean, hundreds now of consulting calls. Uh, that I've done. And again, collecting those questions, making sure I'm answering uh, all those questions that come up over and over in that course. So it's super good. I think it's like 38 lessons. Um, and it's just, if you are uh, in the process of, or thinking about getting into the process of buying a laundromat, um, this course is is for you because uh, it, it takes you from from day one to analyzing the deal all the way through the close of escrow. So go check it out. Laundromatresource.com slash laundromat dash courses. Enough beating that dead horse. 
horrible expression, but we're done with that. We're going to jump into it with Brian Lubin today. Uh, I'm super excited. Let's get into it. Brian, what is going on? How are you doing today, man? Just feeling really low energy, Jordan. Very yeah. lethargic, <laughs> slow moving, slow thinking, slow talking. You How know you? what? Well, I'm always slow talking. You can just ask my <laughs> wife and everybody on YouTube because that's my number one YouTube comment by far. Like, hey, can you try to speak faster? And I'm like, give this guy like some I espresso. Am. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a cup in front of you. I know for a fact. So take a swig of that sucker. Oh, God. No more. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll begin this. This this episode is sponsored by Cardiac Arrest. Yeah. <laughs> no cardiac arrest on my podcast. It's a rule. Uh, <laughs> dude, I am super pumped to have you on the show. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you have your own podcast and I was fortunate enough to sneak no, on it before four. it blew up. Number four? Yeah, your guest number four. Oh man, I got on there just in time because this your podcast is really blown up, and there's no way I'm qualified to be on it anymore. So, yes, you are. We're going to do a we're going to do an anniversary episode. Oh, uh, good. So the first the first episode was Calvin Chin, and he was talking about how he he hit uh, like five million dollars and like twenty five grand in freaking cash flow at age like twenty nine or something. So we're going to do like the hundredth episode with that, and then you and I need to be like the hundred and first episode. So just to like go back in sequential order, <laughs> it's so much fun, man. But yeah, it's been a fun ride. I do uh, five episodes a week. It's called the Action Academy Podcast for those listening. And uh, it's entre- more entrepreneurial. Uh, so we we talk about different ways of achieving wealth and that passive income and financial freedom. And Jordan came on here and spoke the laundromat gospel to the people. <laughs> And uh, it's just awesome. People are like, what? Laundromats? You're interested in laundromats? I'm like, yeah. And this is the guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. Uh, no, but su- oh, we'll talk about the podcast more in a little bit. But super good podcast. A lot of really good guests. I mean, you've had some big time guests over there. So we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, man, let's back it up here because you and I are already chumming it up. And everybody else is like, who is this guy? Uh, so tell us a little bit about who who's Brian? Who are you? And uh, yeah. Well, let's start there. Sweet. So my name is Brian. I am currently traveling around the world um, full-time. That's what I do now. I am no longer employed by anybody. So I have hit what you call financial freedom, I guess. But me and the financial independence community keep getting into fights because they they scream at me and say, you're still making income. That doesn't count. You're not really retired. <laughs> I'm like, guys, come on. So the point financial independence is to be able to stop doing work that you hate so that you can do stop doing a job that you hate so that you can do work that you love. So that's what I did. That was my story. Uh, traditional upbringing, graduated college, went into a corporate sales job. That was my gig. Um, that was my entire identity for multiple years was being a sales professional in the B2B space, which is business to business. Made it to the top of the company, got to number eight out of 5,079 of my individual position as a rep. Uh, won sales rep of the year, rookie of the year, won all the awards, got showered with all this different stuff. Uh, made it to the mountaintop, realized I was climbing the wrong mountain. And uh, when I was at the top, it was very lonely and unfulfilling. And I realized that I was playing the complete wrong game. Uh, discovered real estate shortly after that and the whole concept of passive income. Dove into real estate, started looking at laundromats as well, uh, but just different ways of generating passive income and cash flow. And passive income, as all of you know, is when you do not have your time associated to income that's coming in. So fast forward a bit, 
bought some real estate, made some investments. Um, then December of October of last year, started the podcast. And from that podcast, uh, grew that into a business essentially online where I help people uh, do what exactly what I did, which is achieve financial freedom. Got advertisers for that and then left my job and hit financial freedom in March, uh, quit and gave up a bunch of stock options, gave up a bunch of bonuses, went to the wind July 6th, I hopped on a one-way flight. And now I have traveled to Greece, um, Spain, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, and now I am in Budapest, Hungary. So I traveled the world full time. Holy cow. That's me. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) No, pretty cool, man. Living the dream over there. Uh, But I mean, I think a lot of people can resonate. And I mean, this is why, you know, you and I chatted a little bit and we're like, hey, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of overlap between what you learned and your life experience and what a lot of people who are interested in laundromats, uh, mm-hmm. you know, experience. And, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of people who want to buy laundromats are not, they're not wanting to go travel the world full time, live in that digital nomad lifestyle necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, although the option can be there. Um, but, uh, Man, what I think a lot of people, what I know a lot of people resonate with is having that W 2 job and, you know, just wanting something different out of life, right? Wanting that freedom. You know, we, you know, we're in the, in the laundromat community, right? Like it was sold as passive income for so long, right? And oh, yeah. there's one concept of passive income, which is you get income and you don't do anything. And you, you kind of put a little bit of a spin on that, which I actually do too. And I like that it's, you know, passive income is something is income that's not tied to the amount of time that you put into it. So yes, you, you may be doing some stuff. Yeah. Maybe you're doing some stuff, but you know, it's not a one-to-one correlation. You work this many hours, you get paid this much money uh, at all. And that is laundromats to a T, right? And I think it's also one of the fastest ways that you can exit the rat race. One of the fastest ways that you can leave that W2 job. But I like that, uh, that definition of, of the passive income. So uh, tell me about, I mean, what, what really, you know, what really drove you to look for something different than a W2 job? Cause that's a difficult step to take to leave the corporate rat race, that golden handcuffs. Yeah, and it was a lucrative job too. You know, I was I was one of the top guys. So I was making over two hundred thousand a year in my W two, and so a lot of people would hear that and be like, "There's no way that you could leave that, especially at like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old." But uh, for me, what happened was I I'll, I'll use this for a bit of a philosophy pivot for people listening because this will really apply for all of you guys in your life. So. Bad things happen in life. Like good things happen, bad things happen. Just as there's a sunrise, there's always a sunset. So that's going to happen no matter whether you like it or if you don't. But what you can control, since you can't control that, what you can control is how you react to it. So my understanding so far of life is that whenever bad things happen and bad situations happen, they're normally some type of lesson that you're supposed to take from it. So for three years, I worked on this goal of being the top rep in this company. And that was what I did 24-7. And a lot of you can relate to this, where you put your heart and soul into this one individual goal. 
And then whenever you hit it or if you miss it, it just does not feel the way that you thought it would feel. Um, so I finally hit my goal right when COVID started, Jordan. <laughs> COVID started um, literally that March when the world shut down is when I hit the goal. And normally you get like this week long paid vacation to the beach. You get this massive cash bonus. You get to walk up in front of 400, 500 people up on stage and they're all clapping and cheering for you as they give you the awards and you hang out with the CEO. Uh, that was all canceled. And the cash bonus they were going to give me was $70,000. And they sent an email the night before and said, Hey, never mind. And I was like, Excuse me? Brutal. <laughs> Yeah, they said, never mind. Uh, since we are laying people off, we cannot justify paying other partners a large sum. It wasn't personal. I get it. Um, but they also canceled the trip, of course. The point behind this story isn't for me to sit up here and like have a pity party. The point is, I went into a freaking spiraling depression after that because this is something I'd worked towards and worked for my entire life uh, for those three years. Like that was all I did. And once I get it, once I got it, it was nothing. And so I just sat there by myself and I was like, this is what happened. Because that happened that way, I immediately was like, I got to get out of this. Like, this is the wrong game I'm playing. If I'm working this hard, I might as well work for myself instead of somebody else. That's what started it. And that was the pivot point to where now I was like, if I'm ever going to work 40, 50, 60 hours, I'm going to do that for my thing because I'm a hard worker. And I know that I can build something myself since I already have the work ethic, which puts us above 90% of the population, right? So to cap all of that, looking back, that was a terrible moment in my life. That was a terrible moment in my career, a very low point. But now if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. So a lot of people can relate to that. If you go back and think to those low moments in your life, maybe you just got through with a marriage or a divorce or you had something that some type of health scare that got you on the treadmill and got you eating healthy, like stuff like that is what really spurs change. And so I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of that happening. Yeah. Maybe you bought a laundromat, thought you were going to pay yeah. a boatload of money and then ended up losing exactly. a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that happens too. People go into it and that's the whole other thing is addressing the, you know, the bugaboo is passive income. How passive is it really? Mm -hmm. I tell people that, same thing with single family real estate. You think you just you know sit there on the couch and the money comes in until you've got a flood and you've got a freaking tenant that just randomly dips out. Same thing with a laundromat. You know you have your security system broken. You have a homeless guy that's peeing in one of your laundry <laughs> washers. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen it all, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I've seen it all and more than I want to see. Uh, yeah. I mean. It that that is true but and that's really difficult to see in the middle of those low moments right like it's really yeah. hard to to have that perspective and and know like hey okay this is one of those moments right uh where you know it's going to you know it's a make or break moment and and i actually had that moment like for me right i was losing money with my laundromat and i got to a point where i was like i can either cut cut bait and like go do something else, cut my losses or, or, yeah, or I can in. try to put those expensive lessons I learned to use. Right. And that's, uh, you know, that's, 
the choice I had. And I chose to try to put those lessons to use. And here we are, 100 and something podcast episodes in and uh, having a great time. So Exactly. And for people listening, uh, the key action that you can take to be part of that demographic, which is Jordan and I are in the minority here. Like most people get punched in the face and what do they do? They back up, they back out of the fight. They say, ow, that didn't feel good. I'm out. But all of us here are investors. Like you're here listening to this podcast because you want to invest in something that's going to provide you passive income or to the degree that Jordan and I were talking about so that you can earn your freaking freedom. So the difference between the people that get punched in the face and keep going and the people that get punched in the face and back off is having a powerful why. Like, what is the reason that you're doing all of this? I, I, would, I would venture to say, to make an assumption, 90% of the people in here aren't born with this inherent passion about laundromats. So like, oh my God, you had like a laundromat onesie or I had a real estate onesie when I was a baby. No, you're doing this for a reason to accomplish something grander in your life. And real estate, stocks, um, Turo, Airbnb, laundromats, these are all tools that we use to earn our freedom. So if you have a really strong vision and a really strong why behind why you want that, that's what keeps you going in those low moments when you can't see the forest through the trees, like Jordan was talking about. That's what gets you through whenever you're sitting there and you're like, what the heck am I doing? And is this even worth it? Mm -hmm. That's what you do. Yeah. And I found too, I mean, life gets tough, right? Even when you're doing things that you like and you're traveling the world and you're, you know, doing all that stuff, life still just gets tough and you have to revisit that why, right? Like you can't just have, okay, here's my motivation behind why I'm doing all the things I'm doing, why I'm trying to buy my first laundromat, why I'm trying to escape my, my nine to five, you know, you got to keep revisiting that why and remind yourself, especially when things get tough, especially when it starts to feel like a grind, you got to be like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, you know, I I've got this why and I'm working towards it. And, you know, for you, I, I mean, I'm curious, actually kind of going back, like how did the, the actual exit from your W2, how did that work? Did you just be like, okay, I'm out. I just, I quit. Or did you buy some yeah. real estate or something? How did you get out? What was your exit strategy? Oh yeah. Just YOLO'd and got made sure I had a really good <laughs> credit card limit. No, um, I can tell you the specific strategy and the specific cash flow that came with it, like within like a minute or two, because I do a lot of podcasts now and I talk about this, but, uh, essentially my game plan specifically was I, I buy house hacks. So a house hack for people listening is where you live in one part of a house and you rent the other rooms out. So I did the co-living thing and I bought a house hack, rented all the rooms out. I bought another house hack, rented all the rooms out. That gave me $3,200 of income coming in every single month because I rent by the room. So it's higher cash flow um, because of that. And because I lived in one of the units, I didn't have any expenses really, right? So my rent, my mortgage was gone. I don't have a car payment. I paid off my student loans. So my fixed rate debt was completely wiped out. So for me, uh, $3,500, like $3,200 coming in was pretty freaking sweet. I'm like, okay, my fixed expenses, my insurance, my cell phone bill, gym membership, some food, that's essentially covered. And I know that's not a sexy number, but most people completely overshoot how much money they need to actually get started in exiting their W-2 to focus on uh, doing laundromats or real estate, whatever they want to full time. I hit that number and then I started running my car out on Turo. So that essentially brought it to four grand. Let's call it just to have an even number there. And then from that point, I was like, 
okay, I'm making this on top of my W-2, my corporate job. So then what I did was I established a cash cushion, an emergency fund. So I built up four months of emergency uh, fund. That's what I did going into this year, 2022. And so I had $40,000 of cash saved over a year so that I knew that I had like a cushion just in case anything happened. Now, this was when I was creating the podcast and I created the podcast and I didn't have any anticipation of anything happening from that or that being a revenue vehicle. But what ended up happening was I had people reaching out to me saying, Hey, dude, um, this, like, I've had like 10 or 15 people from your podcast directly sign up for my service. I just wanted to say thank you. Like, appreciate it. You know, thanks for the good work. <laughs> I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> like, let's come, let's form a business partnership here. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's called the CPA method of advertising, which is the cost per affiliate. Uh, so I did that. And that's what I began with the podcast, attached that with a couple of different vendors to the show. The show started printing out five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month. And I was like, holy crap, between that and the real estate, I'm making over 10 grand a month. I, I can do this. So January, February, March, I made sure just to get proof of concept that that was recurring and that wasn't just a fluke. And then when that kept going, I said, okay, it's time to go. It's, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go and do my own thing. So that's when I left. Now, full time, what I do is I travel and I work on my podcast. Dude, love it. I love it. I, I want to, I want to go back in a second. I have one more question before I want to get to this, but I want to go back and talk a little bit about how, how does somebody figure out their why or develop their, their vision uh, for, you know, what life should look like for them. So I, cause I know that that is something that you're super excited about. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, real quick, I wanted to ask you, um, when you were, when you were like getting ready to leave that nine to five job and you, you did your, your process, your proof concept here, you had your three months of, you know, 10 K a month. What was running through your mind? Like, how were you feeling? Were you feeling excited? Were you feeling nervous? <clears throat> what was, what were the emotions like during that point in time? Do you remember even, or was it a whirlwind? Yeah. So it all stemmed from, you had uh, Jason Drees on your mm-hmm. show. Um, so he was my coach before. I, I'm no longer uh, partnered with him currently, but uh, before I used uh, Jason as my mindset. And my five year goal was to quit my job, travel around the world. And I thought it was going to take me five years. And then he said, Hey, let's do it in six months. I said, Oh, that's cute. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. But, uh, through the coaching, like I got my mindset bigger. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Like, sure. This is the goal six months. So that puts me at July of next year. Like, let's do that. And then that's when the podcast hit. So what I tell people is you start with your vision. Like the vision is what creates the why. So I would recommend a book called Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. And you go buy that book. And what, what it is, is you essentially create, you cast yourself out three years into the future and you write down what you want your life to look like in present tense. So you're going to, you're going to want to write, um, this is, you know, what a day in my life looks like. Here's how much income I'm making. Here's what my investments look like. Here's what my business looks like. My friendships, my relationships. Here's where I live. 
And you're essentially crafting out your dream life in three years and you're writing it in present tense. That it works straight up because I did that and I had done that prior and I knew what I wanted, which puts you ahead of 99% of people because most people have no clue what the heck they want. If I walked up on the street to somebody and I said, Hey, I gave you a hundred million dollars right now. What would you do? Like, what would your life look like? They say, uh, uh, I don't know. That's why people that win the lottery go broke again because they don't know what that looks like for them. So once you craft this vision, then what I tell people, the big piece of tactic, like actionable and tact, tactic advice that I can give you is be married to the end destination, but date the way you're going to get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can almost guarantee you that if you create this vision and you create this dream life of, of you doing this or doing that, and it's not for most, of you, for most of you, it's probably not world travel, right? But if your dream life is creating a candle making company in Colorado, like you write that down and you plan what ways you're going to get there. You're like, oh, I'm going to get there through X, Y, and Z. But really what ends up happening is you get there in a completely different way than you anticipated. Like, it's like I'm sure with you too. Right now, by the way, like how did you <laughs> yeah. know that I wanted to make a candle making company in Colorado? Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just on a wave just telepathy. Right <laughs> just telepathy. But yeah, you know, I thought I was going to do multifamily real estate and that's going to be, that was going to be how I got there to where I wanted to be. Uh, realized I hated doing multifamily real estate. I just didn't want to do it. If you would have told me, Hey, dude, you're going to create a podcast out of thin air and then that's going to be your entire business. I would have told you you're ridiculous. So. Be be very clear in the end destination, but be very flexible and open to how you get there. Yeah, I love that. And you know, just for anybody listening, I'll put a link to Vivid Vision in the show notes, and also Jason Drees's episode in case you want to go check that out too. Um, so, I mean, in, in terms of the vision, right? Uh, that I found that like so for me, I'm very future oriented. I'm very big picture. Um, and so that vivid vision for me is that's crucial. Like that's key. Mm-hmm. That's easy. That's where I'm like, you know, I can you do live that. there. Yeah. But my wife, on the other hand, for example, is very concrete, very now, like she's in the present mm-hmm. and a little bit in the past and her past experience. She has a hard time filtering that, uh, to, to create a bigger vision. Some you know, and, and see a bigger life because, you know, for example, in business, uh, she has a hard time, you know, seeing business as being a great way to go and clings to her, her nine to five, you know, as a teacher, because of our horrible experience we had in the past, right. Uh, where we bought this laundromat and ended up losing a lot of money and it felt very risky to her. And she did not like those. I, well, I didn't like those feelings we were having during those times either. Right. We didn't like yeah. those feelings. Um, so, I mean, do you have any, and here's why I ask is because I do consulting calls all the time for people who are like, I've been, uh, you know, I've been thinking about buying a laundromat or I've been thinking about getting into real estate or whatever the case may be for a really long time and just have a hard time pulling that trigger. And I think a lot of the times it's because of that fear and it's also Mm -hmm. because of past experience. It's because of these horror stories that you hear, uh, of people peeing in your washing machine or whatever. Uh, right. Do you have any advice for for people who are having a hard time, you know, creating that vision or envisioning a life that's different, 
uh, you know, going forward. Sure. Uh, first question. Do you think that that would be possible for somebody else to have? Mm-hmm. You know, so if I, if I were to ask you, Jordan, be like, Hey, you know, you want to do, you want to build a massive brand? Like if I was like, when I talk to my girlfriend, I'll use it in this context as an example. She's the same way. She's like, because she started her business and she thought that there was going to have some grand, like she's never made more than $10,000 in a month. So she thought that she would just balloon up to that immediately in her business. And for anybody that is an investor or does business, they know it doesn't work like that. And so she got let down when she started her business. So now she's very opposed to doing this whole future thing. And she's like, I'm just going to do day to day. And what I told her is, Hey, like you're doing coaching. She's an, she's a coach. She's a, a personal trainer and a holistic health coach. So I told her, I was like, Hey, Hey, Bella, like tell me if this is true or false. Like, are there people that are doing this that you want to do that are making like, $10,000 a month doing what you want to do. She goes, yeah, uh-huh. of course, there's a lot. I was like, are there people that are out there that are making $100,000 a month doing exactly what you want to do? She goes, yeah. I was like, are there people making a million dollars a month doing what you want to do? She goes, yeah, you know, there's a couple out there. I was like, okay, so you agree with me that it's possible? And she's like, yes. I'm like, okay, then why is it not possible for you? Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, then you see what the real conversation is and it's a self self-worth and it's a self-esteem play mm-hmm. because you have a mental block to where you don't think that you deserve to have that kind of success or that you don't deserve to have that kind of achievement. But the irony is I spend every single day talking to uh, these multimillionaire entrepreneurs. I talk to billionaires. I talk to guys in the 150 million, 180 million. And the irony for all of you listening, they have that too. Mm-hmm. The only difference between them and us is that they power through that and they still take massive gobs of action. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. They, they have that sitting in the back of their head, but they still continuously act and move forward and push through that. So it never goes away, mm-hmm. but they just sit with it like an old friend that they're just hanging out with, like the devil on your shoulder. And they just keep going. So that's the advice that I give is you're either going to operate with the vision or without. So if you look at it outside of the woo-woo perspective, right, of the universe and everything, practically, it makes sense to have a GPS destination set before you start driving, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I told her. I'm like, so right now you're getting in the car and you're going, I'm going to Disney. I'm going to Disney World. But you don't have it on the GPS. You're just kind of winging it. I was like, but I've got my GPS set. So I know where I'm going, but I'm just choosing to get in the plane now instead. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, I'm going to Disneyland later today. So you seem like a huge Disney guy. Well, we, we have passive. We go like once a week for a couple hours a day or a couple hours a week. So dude, I know your family's adorable, but we, we don't want them to know that because Jordan wants to keep them humble. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You literally texted me that. And I was like, Hey, shh, keep that down. Yeah. Right? I was like, your family is adorable, dude. And yeah. he's like, dude, don't, don't let them know. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> You got to keep them humble. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, I love that advice. That's literally what I clung to. I mean, that's literally the birth of this podcast is like, yeah. you know, I I was like, okay, look, my experience with laundromats has not been good, but my second one, it did not go great either uh, in the beginning there. And uh, I was like, but I know people are, are doing well in this business. So 
how do I figure out what they're doing? Well, why don't I just make a podcast and I'll just ask them, you know, how are you, how are you doing so well in laundromats? Because I'm not doing that great. <laughs> right. Or yeah. like, I want to do better. I want to build more. Right. And so, I mean, I think that's, that's key is to, to keep that in mind. Like, you know, and if you're somebody who, you know, you're trying to escape your nine to five and you want to use laundromats or whatever to kind of get out of, you know, your nine to five, but you're not sure if you can do it. Well, look around. Has anybody else done it? Well, I've had people on the podcast who've done it. Plenty of them. So go listen yeah, to those hundreds, podcasts yeah. and and get, you know, get inspired by them. Um, and, and I say this every episode and your podcast is named after this. And I say, hey, but listen to the podcast. It's not going to get you there. Coming to the webinars is not going to get you there. Reading books yeah. is not going to get you there. It's the action that you take based on what you're learning, based on what you're hearing, based on what you see other people doing who are where you want to be. Again, having that GPS and knowing where you want to be, uh, you know, that is what gets you there. It's the, it's the action that you take, right? But, you know, seeing other people who have done it, they're no different from you. They're no different no. from me, right? It's irritating. Like, yeah. It's actually irritating. You think that they're like these geniuses. You think that they're like some hyper genius and, and about 10% of them are like Steve Jobs is just smarter than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like He's just a, he's just that type of guy. Not anymore. But uh, Wait, for the most part, yeah, not anymore. Rest in peace, man. But, uh, <laughs> but most of them are just salt of the earth guys that just took, took like, took what was given to them and they said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get out of this because there is no other option. Um, for a lot of people listening to this, like their version of me traveling around the world, like when I have kids, I am going to slow down. And then my ultimate goal of freedom is to be able to spend as much time with them. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people listening to this show right now is they're like, Hey, I've got these young kids. I'm working this job that I hate. And the goal of all of this is to get you out of that job that you hate so that you can do work that you love. The goal isn't to just like lay on a beach and do nothing. I can report back like I've done it. And it's mm-hmm. like it gets old fast. After about two weeks, you're sunburnt and hung over. Like we're not meant to just sit here and do nothing. We're meant to do what fulfills us. Like mm-hmm. that's where you have like the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. So we're meant to build something and work on things that really fire us up. So I tell people, I was like, if you are working this corporate job that you hate and you buy a couple of laundromats to give you enough cash flow to go be a high school teacher, because that's what you've always wanted to actually be, but you didn't want to have to do it and not and worry about money. It's like, now you've got this that you can go do that. So it's all about just figuring out where you want to be and what freedom looks like for you and what your best life looks like. And then doing that. And it's, it's going to take trial and error. I'm not going to lie because for me, it took about six, seven different attempts and swings of the bat and misses for me to find podcasting. And now this is my thing. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that, uh, man, I think this vision uh, aspect of things is something that I think a lot of people, so, I mean, the book you recommend is called Vivid Vision, right? And I think a lot of people have this vision of just not having their nine to five, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's not, extent. that's not enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the extent of the vision. And, uh, I mean, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what do we, what do we look at? I mean, go get the book and read the book, but can you, you know, can you talk a little bit more about what does this vision need to look like? Yeah, sure. So first off you have to, the, the point of the vision is to run towards something instead of running away from something. 
if your entire like reason for investing is just because you want to get out of that stupid job that you hate, then that's you're not going to accomplish your end goal as fast as possible because you're operating from a place of scarcity and from a place of running away from something. You need to have something that's pulling you like a magnet. So that's what the vision serves as is that magnet that's pulling you. Maybe that vision is, you know, what it would look like would be I wake up, I wake up on a Tuesday morning and I do not have to go in sit in traffic for an hour and a half today. I wake up and I spend two and a half hours with my kids and we uh, am able to drive them to school. I'm able to have my morning coffee, do a full freaking morning routine like these stupid podcasts talk about. Now I have time to do it. I do my morning routine. I go to the gym. Me and my wife, she no longer has to work. We go on a walk around the beach because now we live on our dream destination in Florida. We come back. I go check on my on my laundromats that are nearby and I've I, they're generating this much cash flow. I've got this many laundromats getting getting this much cash flow. This is what my life looks like. This is what my perfect day looks like. Like to that level the detail is where you need to go. Like right now I'm literally in my next vision that I finally just did after about 4 days of revision. I literally have written out what my house is going to look like and you know, what my pool is going to look like and how we're going to have people back there for barbecues and host everyone. And it's just that level of like excruciating detail. And another piece of advice that I'll give that I just learned uh, myself, which made me revise my vision is instead of leading with the KPIs and the tactics, instead of saying, Oh, I'm going to send, I'm going to cold call this many laundromat owners this week. I'm going to do all that. Those are awesome goals. But you want to lead with how you want to feel and then back the KPIs into that. So for me, in my vision, I had written out like all of these revenue numbers that I'm going to get for the Action Academy. I'm like, here's how much I'm going to be making. Like, this is how many downloads I'm going to have. Here's how much money I make from advertisers. I'm going to get a million downloads a month. That's what's coming in. I was like, this is what my community looks like. Here's what my coaching and my programs look like. And then one of my mentors said, well, how do you feel with all this coming in? I'm like, I don't know, happy, I guess. He goes, because what he did was he created this massive real estate business that was printing out like $10 million a year. And he asked himself, how do I want to feel? And the answer was relaxed. But for him, that real estate business was not relaxing. So he had to shut down, he shut down three different businesses in one day. And started up a new business that would help him feel relaxed and that was aligned with that. So now I tell people to start with how you want to feel. And then once you start with that, then you can build the KPIs behind that. So that's been a huge pivot for me recently. Like that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I love that too, because I mean, you know, feelings are what drive us, right? Yeah. Like we all like to think, you know, hey, I'm pretty logical. So Here's what I think. And yeah. you know, uh, there's, there's, I've read studies. I probably shouldn't be saying this because I don't have any direct quote. Maybe I can find them and put them in the show notes, but you know, there's studies, you know, that are basically like, Hey, your feelings dictate, you know, the actions that you take most of the time. And, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and then we use logic on the back end to go justify those. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's people, people, uh, act and, and buy things and do every single decision that you make is based off of emotion. And then we just use our brains to rationalize afterwards why we did what we did. 
always. So your 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 body and your brain and your feelings, like how you feel in your body, is what navigates you through all of life, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and 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 I mean, it goes back to your your original mountain climb in the corporate yeah. world, right? Like you had this goal of being the number one salesperson and, you know, rookie, the, all this stuff. And you achieve that stuff, but the feeling you had when you got there was not the feeling you were after. And I venture no. a guess part of the reason for that is because at that point, maybe you hadn't defined what feeling you were going after. You were looking for, I mean, obviously you wanted the like, I wanted Corey. validation. Yeah, I wanted validation. no call it what it is. Like yeah. I wanted to go on freaking stage and I just wanted attention. That's what I wanted. I wanted recognition. I wanted validation. It was the first time I'd ever accomplished something in my life that was impossible. It was an impossible goal. And I did it. So that's what broke me out of the matrix and woke me up from the matrix to where I realized that you can really kind of do anything you want. You just have to like put it down and really take massive levels of action. And so after that, I mean. This uh, trip, this was a vivid vision. Um, so I accomplished this vision in 1.2 years out of three years. So you can do it faster. And most of the time it happens faster. So it was just like, it's ridiculous. Brandon Turner, who's the host, who was the host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, he had this vision of going from owning these single families to creating this company, Open Door Capital, to where he could go surf every day and hang out. And now he's got this mobile home park fund. And they had like a $500 million goal and in three years and he hit it in like a year. Yeah. So like, this was me. Like I wanted to wake up every single day doing what I want, when I wanted with who I wanted. And I wanted to be waking up somewhere new every week, traveling around the world, seeing all the sites that I never got to see as a kid that was raised up in the country in the Southern United States. And here we are. I'm literally filming this. I'm recording this from Budapest, Hungary. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you don't even have to say anything. It's proof I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just want to point out to everybody that, you know, he said he wanted to be doing what he wanted to do with who he wanted to do. And he's on the loan of my resource podcast. Hang on with me. So I just, I just, I feel very honored right now. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to ask you this. This is a little bit, uh, I mean, this is totally related to what we're talking about, but this is uh Hey, this might be proprietary secret. You may not want to share this, but, uh, you know, the first, you know, you, you, you said this this way. You said that was the first time I accomplished something impossible when you were doing your, your stuff. I mean, can you, can you talk to us about, I mean, you've done a lot of quote unquote impossible things already and you're pretty young. Uh, and I can say that as an old geezer, uh, you're just a young whippersnapper. And so, uh, how, how, how have you achieved the impossible multiple times? How, how can we, how can I achieve the impossible? Um, and, you know, I'm not asking for a formula or anything, but, but how have you done this? Uh, and, and what path sets you on achieving impossible goals? Because I think that, you know, for a lot of people who are listening, whether they are looking to buy their first laundromat, that might feel impossible, or whether they have one or two and they want to build an empire, that might feel impossible. Or if they already have a laundromat empire and they want to expand out to bigger business, that might feel impossible. So how how do you achieve impossible goals? Impossible doesn't exist. Snap. I'm sorry. Oh, um, so the only reason that you or anyone listening... Um, 
The only reason that you think something is possible or impossible is directly related to your upbringing and your exposure levels. That's it. If you were born and raised with people that were doing $10 million real estate deals your entire life, that'd be very easy for you. Very normal. If you're around people, if you were born um, and raised in an environment of like a very entrepreneurial family, you know, that'd be very easy for you. Like I'm sure Tony Hawk's kids, like they were born on a skateboard. You know what I mean? Like that's normal for them. They say, Oh, you're not doing kickflips at two years old. Like that's insane. That's impossible that you can't do that. I can. So once you realize that and you give yourself a little bit of freaking slack and grace and you're like, okay, could I control my environment when I was young? No, but guess what? You freaking can now. That's the biggest thing that I recommend people is control your freaking environment, control who you're hanging around, control who you're talking to, what kind of content you consume. Once you change that, then you'll see the ease of what other people are doing. Like right now, I am going to build Action Academy into an eight-figure media company. And I can say that without any doubt or uncertainty. I know it without like a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be fact. I'm going to do it. And I know exactly how I'm going to do it. And I've got a literal roadmap written out. And I've never done something like that before. But why do I know I can do it? Because I'm friends with multiple other people that have done that. That's my environment. And that's what I'm I'm exposed to. So is that reality different than the reality of somebody listening to this show? No, it's the same reality. It's just the perception is different. I'm looking at the right window while you're looking at the left window. That's the only difference. So all you have to do is just pivot your head and you'll see. So it's really just belief first and confidence that you can do it. So if I were to give a formula, like I'm trying to, I try to avoid going on podcasts and talking as woo woo as possible without giving you like some tactics as well to back it up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a great book for doing like impossible things is the miracle equation by Hal Elrod. Um, so he's the guy that wrote miracle morning. He's the morning routine guy. The miracle equation is essentially you wake up every day. And you, um, you do like the morning routine, you do like the visualization, the affirmations, all that stuff. And then you write down like the things that you are committing to doing, the actions. That's very important is you're saying, I'm going to, I commit to making, you know, this many phone calls, doing this many appointments, doing this much, committing to taking massive levels of action. And that's what literally got me to that first impossible goal was I said, I want to be the top rep in this country. And that's what I want to do. So every single day I would wake up and I would have it written on the mirror, like on a note card, and I would handwrite it out every single day. I said, I'm committed committed to making 50 phone calls, doing 20 drop drop buys, which is like in person, and uh sending 20 follow-up emails every single day, no matter what, there's no other option. And then you just, that's your metric of success. And you just put your head down because you know, if you do that, it will yield the result that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you fall in love with the process, not the end destination. Once you build that muscle, then the end destination comes faster than you could have ever imagined. And so that's the tactics behind it. So I still do that to this day. I'm like, okay, how many pieces of content am I going to create? Like, no matter what, there's no other option. I'm going to put a a podcast out every single day. There's no matter what, there's no other option. I'm going to reach out to this many people to go on their shows. And you were one of them. No matter what, there's no other option. 
and I fall in love with the process. And as a process, hopefully you guys don't think I'm rambling and think that I'm providing some type of value here. So then you go listen to my show. And then I grow my show to a million downloads a month within two years, which is what I'm going to do. By December 1st, 2024, I'm going to have a million downloads a month or more. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. I love it. I love it. And I, you know, one of the, one of the big, uh, I mean, I wrote down, I'm going to quote you on it. Uh, but I mean, it's one of the big lessons that I've learned kind of through this process too is, and I, and I think, honestly, I think it's one of the things that I didn't do correctly in my first laundromat. Uh, and you said, you know, fall in love with the process, not the end goal. And for mm-hmm. me, I think when I when I bought my first laundromat because it was sold to me this way, but I think when I bought my first laundromat, yeah. the the end goal was the buying of the laundromat, and then you know, and then the <laughs> oh what now the sweet sweet passive income was coming in. Um, whereas you know, actually, there's a a process, and you have to provide a consistent environment, a consistent service uh, to your customers all the time. It's got to have high standards, and you know, and I was not. I was not unaware of the process, but I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was thinking about it, how they told me it was going to be where you just kind of show up and once or twice a week and collect quarters and, you know, shake hands with some customers. And that that's pretty much it. Right off into the sunset. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, that shift in perspective of, of falling in love with a process, not the end goal. I think is crucial. I think that's key. I mean, I think that's where, uh, you know, having the vision of where you're going and then determining the process. You know, you said you have a a plan outlined of how you're going to turn it in, you know, Action Academy into uh, an eight figure multimedia company. So having that plan and then just fall in love with executing the plan, not Mm -hmm. the eight figure uh, goal. Now, here's another key key thing that you just said there. So I have a plan, mm-hmm. right? Have I built an eight-figure media company before? No. So I know where I'm going. I have a plan. So I'm taking massive levels of action towards this plan right now with operating from the information that I know to be true right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So here's the key, right? I am ready and open and willing to pivot at any moment if better or more efficient information is presented to me. And most people are so stuck in their way of getting to where they want to go that they don't take the time to pivot. That's why I said, remember in the beginning, I said, marry the end destination, but date the methods of getting there. Mm-hmm. So what, what this looks like for me is I'm going to reach out to shows to be a guest on. And for people listening, I'm just going to use the podcast as a metaphor and an example here. You guys can apply this to your laundromat, your passive income goals, whatever have you. So for me, I'm going to be on uh, three shows a week minimum. I'm going to build an email list. I'm going to do paid ads. Like There's different tactics that I'm using and I'm taking massive action towards. But I also know that there could be a time throughout all of this where one person decides to have me on their show and that one person like has a big enough reach where they completely blow me out of the water. And then all of a sudden that that's all I needed was that one interview or that one YouTube clip to go viral or that one TikTok that just got 10 million views and then got like a hundred thousand people to my show. Mm-hmm. Same thing applies in life and in business. Like it's like that one deal or it's that one partnership 
or it's that one idea, it's always like one thing that just completely changes everything. And it usually happens at like the last minute, like Mm -hmm. you creating this show, like this was probably not even a a thought. And now it's like not only your reality, but like your everyday full-time thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. And, and I will say, you know, for me, both in my laundromat side of things and I'd say, especially in the laundromat side of things, but also with laundromat resource, like, like you said, that, that plan is ever evolving. And in fact, about every three months or so, I take at least half a day. I try to do a full day, but at least half a day where I go sit at the beach uh, and, and say, okay, what am I doing here? Is this still helping me accomplish my goals? What has been working? What's not working? What have I not done that I was supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And should I still be doing that? Or should I just you know, let that go for another time or, you know, and, and re, uh, revisiting that plan, because like you said, it's going to be ever evolving. And just to give a little bit of a practical, uh, application for laundromat specific of what you're saying, you know, if you're looking to buy your first laundromat, or maybe you're looking to expand out your laundromat empire, right? You need deal flow, right? And so those actions that you could be taking, you know, are in, you know, the, the three things that I always recommend in my courses and my webinars, all that stuff to go find laundromat deals is number one, reach out to as many brokers, brokers as possible. laundromat brokers, small business brokers, get on their email list looking for deals, right? So set a number. I'm going to contact, you know, five a week or 20 a week or whatever, right? Uh, it is and get on those lists, see if they have deals follow up with them, stay on their radar, you will find a deal that way, right? Or you can be visiting laundromats. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pop into five laundromats a week and talk to this many owners or you can write out uh letters and send letters out asking people if they're interested in selling their laundromat, right? I'm going to send out 100 letters a month or 1,000 letters a month or whatever the case may be, right? And setting those numbers and falling in love with that process uh because that consistency is what's going to get deals coming your way. And I get a lot of people who said, ah, I sent out 30 letters. And I didn't hear back from anybody or heard back from one person, but it's just not a realistic ex- you know, uh, opportunity. And I'm like, okay, well, good. That's a good start uh, for week number one. Like send so 30 letters out again. <laughs> and then next month, send it the same 30 letters out that you sent this week to the same people and keep going. Uh, right. And so... Those are the kinds of things that you can be doing. And, you know, and if you're just trying to run your one or two or 20 laundromats or whatever, same kinds of things that you can be, uh, you know, processes that you can be falling in love with, uh, to make sure that your business is, is running well, you know, have your, some, somebody was saying, I think it was the Williford's actually one of the processes they have for their, they're 39 or whatever, however many laundromats they have, a thousand probably by now, uh, is, all of their employees need to learn the name of two people a day. That's one of the processes that they have their employees fall in love with. You know, you got to learn two people a day. And think about if you're every one of your employees is doing that every single day, learning two names uh, a day. I mean, that compounds really well and that builds a lot of rapport. So it's these kinds of things that you can be doing in the laundromat specific uh, niche that can really help you. Uh, achieve those goals. And as long as you just kind of stick to that process. So I love that. Yeah. There's no emotional attachment to it. Like 
so now all of a sudden, like you're taking your your joy away from something that you can't control to something that you can't control. So you can put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and say, I did what I was supposed to do today. I win. I did it. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel happy. And that's the secret to happiness, really, is that like literally that it's just like taking a day by day. Um, instead of being like, I'll be happy when I have 10 laundromats. I'll be happy when I have 50 or a hundred laundromats. I'll be happy when I have this amount of passive income. Like you're going to get there and you're not going to find happiness. You're just going to get to the next level. Like Jordan and I were just talking about like you do, he had a, a, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Then it's 10,000. Then it's a hundred thousand. Then it's a million. The ball keeps moving. Like the mountain range never ends. So might as well find love and join the process sooner than later because it's never going to change. So it just is going to impact how happy you are and how, how much happiness you can have in your life. Cause if you choose to believe what I'm saying at 70 years old and you're just going to waste, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, or you could just do it today. Mm-hmm. Just fall in love with the process and you'll be way happier in life. And then things will go your way a lot more. Yeah. And, and to your point, like I, I see a lot of people and I've, I've done this myself too. Lots of times. We all natural. have tendency, right? Is like, yeah, fall, like tie our, our contentment or our happiness or whatever to a result. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking before we hit the re- record, record, the record button. Doing uh, great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Struggling, man. I don't know. Uh, I need that espresso. Uh, before, before we hit record, uh, we were talking and, you know, and just saying, Hey, progress is the goal, right? Setting setting the these processes in place and tying your you know your happiness or your feelings of accomplishment to the process and not to the end goal and knowing that the process is what leads to the end goal right yeah. if your goal is that house in florida on the water and the 2.3 kids and all that stuff right figure out what the process is and start working it and then keep going back to the process and adjust course adjust as necessary uh, as you're going along. Exactly. Love Couldn't that. said it better myself. Love that. You probably could have actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, uh, this, I, I mean, we could just kind of keep going. Uh, I want to, I want to uh, talk to you real quick uh, because I have a, you know, uh, a secret goal, if you will, to, to get this way. But I know that uh, at, I don't know if you still are, but at some point you were, tied to go abundance and what they were doing and all that stuff. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Uh, what that was like for you and how that's affected you being tied to go abundance. Yeah, dude, I'm one of their, I'm one of their ambassadors. So I'm a member ambassador for them. That's one of my favorite things I do in the, my freaking life, man, is talk to people about go abundance. Yeah. yeah, dude. So go abundance. I'm surprised you haven't joined yet. I know it's why haven't you? Well, Okay. It's, it's my, I, I have very, uh, I have very limited negotiation capacity with my wife. And so I'm picking and choose. It's on, it's on the list. I've taken a few things off at a time. I'm trying not to bombard her, but it, it'll happen. Got it. It's coming. G- got it. It's so good. the reason he's saying that is because Go Bundance is 10 grand a year. So his wife doesn't want him to spend 10 grand. Like I get it. Like I talk to people about that all the time. So, uh, Go Bundance mastermind group. Um, so what it is, is you have to be accredited a uh, million dollar net worth uh, minimum uh, to be in or $200,000 uh, back to back years and in income. 
Uh, so that's the minimum qualifications to join the group. It goes up at the end of the year. I think it's doubling. Um, but yeah, so what it is, is it's a group that talks about being wealthy in all areas of life. And it's like the number one key to my success is being around those guys. So I talked about environment and that's my environment now. I've been around those guys for like two and a half, three years now. And that's why my podcast is what it is today as well, because uh, I was able to just bring them in on my show. People say, how do you get all these entrepreneurs on your show? And I'm like, because I've built this network over three years of just like the, the coolest guys that are just down to earth, salt of the earth, great people that have business and life advice that they can give. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the focuses of the group is like, yeah, we talk about investing and net worth and businesses and all that stuff. But we also talk about like being healthy, being a great husband, being a great father, being a great philanthropist. So it's all encompassing. So while I'm on the bottom end of the totem pole financially in there, I help a lot of people with the freedom aspect and like the time freedom. Because guys that, that are in the group that are making $100,000 a month in their businesses and revenue and that they're taking home, they don't have as much freedom as I do. So I can help them with that. And other people help with health. Other people are like, hey, you know, like I understand that you're worth $50 million, but your relationship with your wife is failing and you don't want to be on your third marriage when you hit $100 million. So let me help you with that because me and my wife are fantastic together. And so it's just stuff like that continuously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what's so cool about it is that. So I'm about to go on my third payment and I, I freaking love that group, dude. It's the coolest group ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because number one, I'm, I've been longingly ogling GoBundance for a little while. Dude, just I'll forward your, I'll, I'll just send you one of the Go Wives. So like when you join, like you get like your wife gets like free membership to Go Wives and uh-huh. then your kids are in FanBundance. I'll just forward you like what their itinerary is for their call schedule. And then she'll just be like, wait, I get a group too? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that will. <laughs> Done. Yeah, maybe that will. Uh, well, but, but the, I mean, the real reason I wanted to ask you about is because of that whole environment thing, right? That mm-hmm. whole thing, you know, and it, it always brings up the class. I think it's, I think it's Jim Rohn who said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or you or oh, I will. Listening. I will, Jordan. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're the average of the five people spend the most time with, right? It's, that's the yeah. environment. That's the environment thing right and that's why like it's it's so important and i've said this in the past like i almost kind of brainwash myself and i'm very guarded about who i listen to and even like what i read and like i avoid the news like the plague and all of that because i i, I want to be surrounded by people who are doing things who are doing great things who are doing things that help other people who are doing things that are lucrative and profitable, uh, but who are doing things to help me with my whys and, and my goals and all that. Um, and, and it's so crucial. And like you said, Matt, I thought you made that point really great. Uh, by the way, one, one thing that you did well in this podcast, Thanks, at least, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but you made the point really well that, you know, your environment dictates what's, what feels impossible and what doesn't feel impossible. Right. Yeah. And if something's feeling impossible to you, but somebody else has done it, then just find a new environment to start with. Right. Because- My entire Facebook is literally just go abundance guys, just closing like thousand unit apartment complexes. So yeah. I go on Facebook and I'm just like, it's not people posting about, you know, 
like, oh, I came in last in my fantasy football league this year. And here I'm here I am eating waffles for 24 hours. And there's some on my Instagram of that. That's why I know that. <laughs> I did not lose, by the way. But um, it's all guys that are doing massive things. And like, who am I learning from while I'm creating my course? Oh, look, there's a GoBundance guy that's making three hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month with his mm-hmm. online courses and his communities and mastermind. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm just gonna talk to that guy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and then that's and he's like, "Here's how you do it." I'm like, "Awesome, cool." Yeah, and and I think it's just so crucial, you know, to have that. And and I wanted to bring the Go Abundance up because I knew that that is a big part of the key to your success, right? And you know, maybe for anybody listening here, maybe Go Abundance is uh, is the key to your success too. But if not, you know, and and you're going the laundromat specific route, hey, maybe a good step for you is to is to level up your uh you know your circle in yeah. in the laundromat industry and and start networking with you know superstars in the industry uh and uh and and that'll help take you to the next level a lot faster so for uh, sure and i'm yeah. going to and i'm working on i'm working on something myself to that to that context too for people that are like not quite at that like accredited investor level that are still working the like the w2 and they're looking for freedom I don't have anything yet for you guys, but like soon in the next couple of months, I'll have something created for you guys. But I just want to make sure that it's like the perfect thing. Like it can't be like, it can't just be good. It needs to be like the best thing ever. So that's my perfectionistic part coming back in, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm just pumped for it. So, but I'm always, I'm always happy to talk to you guys too. And you can add me on Facebook and stuff. So there's, there's one more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, yeah, there's one more. Yeah, that's right. Level up that network right here. And yeah, and I mean, if you're listening to this in the future too, when you get that course out, you know, I'll I'll drop a link in the in the show notes because I think that that is, uh, I just, you know, I I I feel more and more strongly as I go along that taking courses like that, whether it's industry specific, laundromat specific, or whatever specific industry you, you want to be in course, or if it's, uh, you know, a, a little more broad, a little more general mindset or strategy or wealth or whatever, I just see more and more value in a lot of those courses. I mean, it's, they got to be good courses, obviously, but I just see more and more value in, in those. So like here, here's my thing. Uh, and I, I'm saying all this is like a teaser, right? But so you're, you're getting the laundromat exclusive, like the laundromat resource exclusive. That's what I'm talking about. But um, here's what I'm doing. Like I've got like the contact and I've got like the people, right? So I've got access, including Jordan here. Like I've got access to the, like the best people in every single thing that you can want to learn. Like I have them like on speed dial. Like I text them people that, you know, are just like jetting around talking about stuff. And so I'm like, I could do that right now. But here's the thing. I have never finished an online course. I can't pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And I've spent probably four or five grand this year on online courses. And I never finish them because I'm like, oh my God, this is so boring. Get to the point, dude. Like, and just over and over and over again, I never, I always get distracted because I'm ADD. If you guys can't tell by now. <laughs> so I'm like, I won't release it until it's like something that I could take myself and like I would pay attention to. Like if I'm like, if I would watch this, then that's when I know it's ready. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, <laughs> that's what's taking the time. Cause I got to make sure it's interactive and fast and just straight to it enough um, to be able to, 
pass that test. So yeah, we'll see. I love it. I love it. And I will, I will be taking it when it comes out. So hurry My up man. and get it going. <laughs> uh, dude. Okay. Action Academy podcast. Can you just, let's just, let's just tell people how big of a deal you are. Can you name drop some of the guests <laughs> that you've had on there? And I, I really hope you start with your, your best guest. Uh, with oh yeah, Jordan Berry. No, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I've had some really cool people on. Um, it got I've had Brandon Turner, uh, Bigger Pockets. I've had uh, Jeff Hoffman, who's the billionaire. He's the founder of Priceline.com. Had a couple hundred million dollar guys on there. A good bit of fifty million dollar guys. Like it's just uh, it's the number one thing I do. So while we're talking about courses, mastermind, all that stuff, like that's cool. This is free. Like, this is completely free. It's every single literal day, like Monday through Friday, I'm posting something. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I post where I interview an eight-figure entrepreneur and I ask them like the mindsets, methods, actionable steps they took to earn freedom. So it not only needs to be someone that's making a lot of money, but also has a lifestyle that I like envy and respect. Mm-hmm. So they can't just be like worth $50 million on their sixth marriage. Like they have to be like, hey, like this is how. I'm able to spend like 80% of my time with my kids now. So that's what we talk about on the show. Um, and then on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do like an eight to 10 minute episode where it's something very specific. Like today, uh, today we talked about bursting through plateaus and like the three ways to bust through a plateau in life and business. I'll talk about like specific strategies, specific frameworks, um, things that work. It's the number one thing that I do, man. I love doing it. And if you guys are interested in entrepreneurship, business, investing in general, like I'm about to be on my hundredth episode over there. So that's like my thing that I do. I love it. Killer, killer. And again, there's a link in the show notes, or if you're on YouTube, it's down below in the description to Action Academy Podcast. Let me ask you this question. If somebody is looking to leave their W2 job, I mean, you got anything? For them, that maybe like an ebook or something like that that they can go uh, check out. Oh, this man just alley ooped it. That's that's <laughs> that smooth. Yeah. No. Speaking of free stuff, um, you've got the uh, I've got an ebook. It's thirty page ebook. It's called W two to World Travel, and you can find that at w two to World Travel dot com. Uh, if you do not want to travel the world, still get the book and still read the book because it talks about the process to like get passive income to get passionate income, how to create your own business and live whatever dream life that you want to live. So it's a framework, essentially a four-step framework. And in the book, Jordan's actually featured as one of the methods that you can use to earn your freedom through his laundromat investing. And his episode is linked from uh, my podcast. So that's all free. Uh, Go download that. And then that will also put you on my email list. I send out once a week, every Thursday. It's a five-minute email. I break down all the different ways um, that I've learned throughout that week through my conversations of how to earn freedom. So it's going to be like good little pieces of life advice, investing advice, five minutes once a week. So that's what I do. I do all that stuff for free. It's super fun, super fulfilling. Yeah, it's awesome. I've read the ebook. I have listened to the podcast many times and I am on the email list. So let's go. What do we talk about? You want to be, you know, successful like the uber successful people like me? <laughs> then do what we do and go, go download the ebook and get on the email list. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it, buddy. No, but seriously, uh, super good stuff. And and I'll be honest, man. 
you know, you had me on the podcast uh, real early and I didn't know a whole lot about your vision. And I don't know if you did at that point or not either. Um, but I've been like surprised and like crazy impressed with what you've already done. <laughs> Cause it, I mean, Thanks, it has man. not been that long and you have like the guests you've had on and just seeing your, your development, uh, you know, as a host and, uh, all the things that you're doing with this, you know, with the action Academy. I mean, it's, it's really impressive and not just impressive on, uh, Hey, you've done a great job, but like impressive, like, Hey, this is actually really, really good and helpful stuff. And you are connecting people. And, you know, we had a little talk about this, like connecting people is just a superpower, I think. And you are connecting us regular folk with people who are also many of them regular folk who've done great things and, mm -hmm. and talking to them about how they're doing it and how we can do it too. And it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. Appreciate so, it, kudos man. to you, man. And I also have no doubt that you're going to hit that eight figure media company. And I just, just kind of hope that you don't forget me when you're there. So. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, that part is just like, uh, like a default, like a, a byproduct because like, that's not the main goal. That's just going to be what happens as, as like a consolation prize. Mm -hmm. Like, because it, in closing, we'll end it with this. Like in life, you got, you want to play a game to where everyone wins. Mm -hmm. Once you find out what that game is and what those games are, like that's what blasts you off in the stratosphere. So for me, my goal is to have a million people by December 1st, 2024. Um, I want to have like a little tracker on my website where whenever somebody emails in or I'm going to have some kind of mechanism, but they will, uh, like let us know that they've left that corporate job that they hate. And I want to have like a little tracker and I want a million people by December 1st, 2024 to have left their crappy jobs and now are doing something that they love. And so as a byproduct from that, like for me to impact a million people, I probably need to have a podcast that's getting a million downloads a month. I probably need to have a community of a couple hundred thousand um, or a couple million. So like there's there's different stair steps that you need to get that kind of impact and so that's what I'm building to create that. So by default like yeah, we'll all be rich together. Yeah, which is awesome. We're laundromats. That's right. Well, and I was going to say, man, I genuinely think there's not too many ways that you can exit that 9 to 5 quicker than laundromats. Seriously. Um, yeah, and so I, I could I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's why I wanted to come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, Hey, let's stay connected. Uh, you know, if you guys are interested in what he's got going on, go check out action Academy podcast and everything he's got going on over there. Go download the ebook, um, go connect with them on Facebook. Uh, and man, all, I, I have like, so I always like write down, you know, links that we need to do. And I write down sort of a general outline. Then I write down quotes. I have so many quotes that I wrote down from you, uh, today, which is <laughs> Sorry, awesome. Dude, so much good stuff. I really appreciate you all the way from Budapest, uh, hanging out with me on the podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Killer, now on man. that note, it's, uh, it's six 30. I'm going to go eat dinner. That's what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's nine thirty over here, so I'm gonna go <laughs> take a walk or something. I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate well, it, appreciate man. you. Thanks for having me, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Killer episode, Brian. Thank you for coming on, my friend. So good to have you, and we'll definitely have to have you back on because you know, even if nobody else got anything out of this, I left this interview jazzed up, pumped up, and uh, you know. 
inspired. So hopefully you did too. Uh, I know so many of you guys had to have loved this episode because it's just so good. Uh, Again, every week I say, hey, none of this even matters at all to your life unless you put some of it into action. So pick something from this episode today. And there's a ton. I wrote down so many quotes. One, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 quotes I wrote down from Brian today. Uh, and so there's just so much stuff to put into action. It's hard for me to choose just one, but... Uh, here's the thing that I'm taking away. And I, this has kind of actually been a little theme, I think, lately for me in these action things. But one of the things he said that I wrote down was fall in love with the process, not the end goal. And I love that because it's so easy to love the idea of leaving your nine to five or traveling the world or buying a laundromat or whatever, but you got to do you got to do the work. You got to do the boring, repetitive work. And when you stop doing that work, that's when the results start to drift away and your goals drift back out to dreams. And then those dreams eventually die. Um, so keep your dreams alive and fall in love with the process that it takes. And there is a process, especially if you're looking to buy a laundromat or if you're looking to scale your laundromats, there's a process to those things. But again, real quick plug, if you're looking to buy uh, your uh, next laundromat, your first laundromat, whatever, go check out that analysis course at laundromatresource.com slash laundromat dash courses. And uh, man, that is the process that you need to follow to get that laundromat. So go check it out. All right. All right. We'll see you next week on the Laundromat Resource Podcast. Peace.